Welcome to the Quick Mix Podcast. This is a podcast about cooking and baking competitive shows. I'm Q. And I'm M. On your marks. Get set. Podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Q. And I'm M. And welcome to 2023 Bake Off. The first episode is finally aired. How are you doing, M? I'm doing well. This is a this is a action-packed episode. This episode was moist. And I'm just gonna <laughs> I have a, a hot opinion. I'm okay. just gonna say it right now. Okay. This might be the best first episode of a bake off season. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. You like it a, that much? I have a checklist of things that uh happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. And these are all ingredients to a Bake Off all-timer. Okay? All okay. Right, I'm going to go through it right now. Okay. We have an elaborate intro. I knew you were going to like this intro. <laughs> <laughs> a show-defining challenge. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah? Mm-hmm. Show-defining. We get a hug. Mm-hmm. Not quite a handshake, but we get a hug. Mm-hmm. A baker doing an impression of Paul Stare. Yeah. Always good. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. That happens a lot, and it's always good. Warm sponges getting rode. Okay. That's a big off trademark, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm learning things here. A baker trying to make buttercream, failing, and trying to make it again, only to do something else eventually. Yes. That sounds very specific, but it happens a lot in Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting. Mm-hmm. A baker doing something differently from everyone else during the technical, and it paying off. Yes. Yep. Okay. Falling cake. That's a Bake Off trademark. <laughs> <laughs> that makes a great episode of Bake Off. Uh, okay. Falling cake, right? Okay. Pets, especially cats and dogs. Yeah. <laughs> got a lot of that. Yes. A lot of innuendo. We definitely had a lot of that. Yeah. The judges love innuendo and they all think it's very funny and we got a lot of it. Yeah. Straight off the bat. Yeah. And then finally, a somewhat unpredictable ending. Yeah. I like I wasn't so. exactly sure who's gonna go home. I had an idea, and then yes. I was so surprised when it happened. Yes, yes. So those are all ingredients to a Bake Off all timer. Wow! I am very high on the first episode of the season. All right. Yeah. What did you think of it? Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I liked it a lot. Yeah. It was good. It was very good. Should we just talk about the intro? Let's get into it. Bake Off presents or Bake Off Pictures presents. Dot, dot, dot. The bread father. <laughs> <laughs> Don Polioni asked Noel, is it done? And Noel's like, yeah. I put a loaf of bread in his bed. And Paul's like, ha! He won't sleep for weeks. Crumbs are a nightmare. Did you get what this is allusion to? Did you ever watch The Godfather? I did not. But I knew where it was from. There's a scene where um, they're pressuring like a movie producer to put a guy. I think it's like Don Corleone's or like um, the Godfather's nephew into a movie, mm-hmm. and they get him to do it by putting a horse's head in his bed. Oh, I would prefer hmm, I have a loaf think of about bread. It. Yeah, crumbs are a nightmare. It's also funny that they like <laughs> they rhymed loaf of bread with horse's head. That is good. Yeah, it's pretty good. Wow, you are really in tune with this episode. I, I'm pretty in tune with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're they're also like, we have a new addition to this family. And then we get our first introduction to Allison, mm-hmm. the wonderful Allison. 
who kisses a loaf of bread. Now I'm gonna say this. I'm following the big off Twitter. Okay. And then they've posted the segment before the episode actually started. Mm. And then in the segment on Twitter, she kisses Paul's hand instead of a loaf of bread. Oh. Which I thought was kind of gross. So I'm glad they switched it to a loaf of bread. It's also funnier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she kisses like Paul's ring finger on the Twitter version. Interesting. But in between the Twitter one releasing and the actual episode, they changed it to a loaf of bread. I see. I like that change. Okay. And then Noel says, the God or the bread father always says, in order to rise, you first have to prove, which is pretty good. <laughs> and then not only that, this is when Prue pops out of nowhere and she goes, huh? Yeah. And then pa- uh, Noel says, I said prove, not prove. And she just, oh. <laughs> and then that's all we see of Prue, which is pretty funny. And then finally, Paul welcomes Alice into the family and she introduces the show. This is the start of 2023 Bake Off. Good segment. That was excellent. Yeah, I liked it. Yes. I feel like they put so much effort into the segment that next episode is just going to be like Noel and Alice and they're like, ha ha ha, welcome to season yeah. or episode two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But always, they all start off with an elaborate intro. Sometimes they hit, sometimes they miss, but I like this one. This was a hit for sure. Yeah. Finally, we get some intros to some of the bakers. First, we hear from Tasha, who says, I don't really know how I got here. feel like I'm a bit lost. Next, we hear from Maddie. He says, you know you can do experience days. It feels like I'm on one of them. What's an experience day? I don't know. I'm just going to say this from like reading Bake Off stuff and like on Bake Off Reddit and social media. Maddie is definitely the fan favorite this year. You think so? He has the most admirers online. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. okay. I'm, I'm just going to say that there's a lot of social media posts admiring mm. Maddie, the boxer slash school teacher slash um, baker. I see. Yeah. Uh, so experience days are all about doing something you wouldn't normally do. Oh, we should do that in the U.S. We should. Yeah. We hear from Saku. Saku says, oh, I'm really terrified. Abby says, give it a shot. What's the worst that can happen? Nikki says, my little tum is going like a washing machine, which is pretty funny because I was like, haha, tum. She didn't say tummy. <laughs> Great, imp- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Great impersonation. Yeah. Key says, I'm thinking one week at a time, one bake at a time. And Dana says, I feel like I'll get lost in Paul's eyes, to be honest. Hmm. Everyone loves Paul's eyes. Yeah. Yep. Until they don't. Until they don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then we get the narration um, from Allison, actually. Allison's doing some narration, which I enjoyed. I did, too. She says, thousands of amateur bakers from across Britain applied. Twelve had made it to the baking shell tents. And then we start the episode. Good start. Shall we get into the signature? Let's get into it. All right. In the signature, um, before they actually introduce it, Noel welcomes the bakers and says, things might look a little bit different this year. Paul had his beard reshaped. And then we all look at Paul's beard. And he just stands there <laughs> stoically. <laughs> and then Noel also says, we have a new host. Let's welcome Allison to the tent. Allison, she says she's very excited to join the show. And then Noel also introduces Daryl, who is a BSL interpreter for Tasha. Mm-hmm. And at first I was like, isn't it ASL? <laughs> then I was like, what does ASL stand for? American Sign Language. Right. 
They would definitely use a British sign language interpreter. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. That yeah. checks out. It would be weird if they actually used an ASL. <laughs> <laughs> and they introduced the first bake, the first signature of Bake Off 2023, which is a vertical layer cake, which must have a perfectly baked sponge. And when sliced, it should show neat vertical layers. The bakers get two hours. And Allison, Allison, I said Allison. <laughs> <laughs> Allison gets to do her first on your marks. Get set, bake with Noel, which she does very well and she's very excited about. Yeah. We hear from Paul and Prue on the signature bake. They say, it's a bit like a Swiss roll standing up. And I was like, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> <laughs> They've done Swiss rolls a lot during cake week to mm-hmm. like test the bakers as their first bake. But I think they're like, you know, we have to come up with a new bake this time. What if we just flip it on his side? Yeah. I'm like, okay, all right. I've seen this before, but not like on his side. They say they want clearly defined vertical layers of cake filling, cake filling, cake. They expect a bit height, color, and plenty of flavors. Paul says, if the bakers say they have a flavor in there, I want to taste it. I want it to punch me. He didn't say that. But he loves those punchy flavors. <laughs> he does. The cakes also need to cool in time or else they will slump. Hmm. So we, um, we have our first baker up, Abby. Abby is a... <laughs> She's very into foraging. Mm-hmm. She loves to forage her own ingredients. And she actually works at an organic farm. So I think she'll be really good with all the plants and herbs and vegetables. I hope so. <laughs> Abby is making a foraged poppy seed lemon and black currants and vertical layer cake with wild black currants and wild poppy seeds. A lot of wildness there. Yes. Abby be wild and Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She forged these ingredients from her own garden, not uh, surprisingly. Her sponge is lemon and poppy seed with black currants. And she also forged decorations of gorse petals, which I had to look at what gorse petals were. But they were very pretty, like flowery, flowery mm-hmm. petals. During judging, Prue says she likes the informal cornucopia look and that the stripes are good. Paul says the flavors come through and are nice and punchy. <laughs> and everything <laughs> is sign. nicely balanced. It's a good sign. Good sign for Abby. So yeah, Abby's starting off strong here. I liked it. All right, up next we have Amos, our deli and grocery manager. He starts off by saying that he is baking for his life. And the cake that he's making is a blood orange and dark chocolate vertical layer cake. It derives from a Jaffa cake, which he used to have all the time as a kid. The main stars, of course, will be dark chocolate and the blood orange. Mm-hmm. We, we've seen Jaffa cakes in Bake Off before. Mm-hmm. We learned that he likes to bake with his mom, Antoinette. And we also learned that he's going to be having two contrasting decorative drips. <clears throat> Coming through with the drip. Yes. Yeah. During the bake, he says that he needs to slow down. His mom always tells him that he needs to slow down. He also finds himself in trouble because his, his cake is sticking to the paper. Yeah. And his chocolate drip is splitting. Not coming through with the drip. No, no. He had some issues there, some, some difficulties. Yeah. During judging, Paul says there's been an issue with the drip effect. The layers aren't even. Prue says that the chocolate dominates and that there's not a lot of orange. So straight from the gate here. I think Not he's in great. a little bit of trouble. It's interesting because almost all the bakers had like good 
lines and layers. Yeah. Except for Amos. Yeah. So, yeah, not a good start for Amos. Not a good start. Uh, next, we have Christy, who is our personal assistant. Not our personal assistant. Right. <laughs> Christy, can you please? <laughs> Christy, can you get me some coffee? Can you please? turn the volume up on Yeah, her? Christy. <laughs> yeah. No, she's a personal assistant oh, okay. for someone else in the UK. She also has four children. Christy is making a lemon meringue vertical layer cake, which is based on her mum's recipe. Her sponge cake and curd contains three different types of lemon. <laughs> Limoncello, which is an alcohol I very much like. Lemon juice and lemon zest. And she's like, I hope this is lemony enough. Is it lemony enough? We're going to find out. During judging, the judges said that her bake looks lovely. There's good height, good lines. They say it's delicious. Although, Paul says, the flavor is 60% there. Don't be afraid to put more citrus in. I was like, it seems like she's got a, a lot, lot of citrus. <laughs> I know, it's a lot. It seems like <laughs> a lot. Types of lemon, Paul. And Paul, he wanted more. Hmm. He was like, more, more, more. Lemon. Punch. I mean, that lemon. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> anyway, that's Christy. That she like, did pretty good. That quote. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't quote Paul on that. Sorry. He didn't say, give me that lemon. Yum, yum, yum. That's what I said at home while eating a lemon. Just straight up biting into a lemon. I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Up next, we have Dan. Our civil engineer resource planner. He is making a rhubarb and custard cake with a rhubarb out of his own garden. We learned that he lives with his wife, Natalie, and sons, Sam and Rory. And he also brews his own beer, which apparently tastes awful. That's funny. <laughs> he was like, mmm, disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. We also learned that Allison does not like rhubarb. No. So, hmm. He will add fresh rhubarb compote to his filling and cover his cake in cream cheese icing. And it'll be decorated with poached rhubarb slices. During judging, Prue says that it's the cutest little cake. Paul says that it looks like a circus tent, which it kind of does. It's a yeah, nice, it like, pink and red co in color. Yeah. Prue says there's beautiful stripes. Paul says nice lines. Prue continues by saying that the rhubarb, that is rhubarb and custard. It's a beautiful cake, and it's very light. Paul finishes up and says, and with the creme pat and the rhubarb, the slice is quite Moorish. Good job. Moorish seems like a good term. Yeah. Or a new term, I would say, that they're using. Yeah. The the impression that I get online from everybody on Dan is that Dan looks strong physically and baking wise. He looks strong. <laughs> that's that's what the online is saying about Dan. <laughs> Which is true. I I like Dan. Uh, next, we also have Dan. Actually, it's Dana. <laughs> Are we doing this again? <laughs> Dana, <laughs> we got to talk about this at the results at the end. Okay. Because I'll, I'll talk about it later. Okay, I got you. I, I know, you. I know okay. exactly yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, going yeah. with this. So Dana is making a salted caramel latte vertical layer cake, which is also what she drinks and is also what I'm drinking right now. Can you guys hear that? Mm. I'm drinking a, a latte. Christy got, Christy got Christy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dana is a database administrator who drinks a lot of coffee, like myself. I'll stop that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Her salted caramel latte vertical cake has a coffee sponge soaked with coffee syrup, yum, 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 with salted caramel <laughs> buttercream. During judging, they say it's a bit messy. It doesn't look the neatest. Um, they said the piping is definitely not good. <laughs> Uh, when they cut into it, they say the stripes are pretty good. However, when they taste it, they say the flavor is lovely because how could it not be? It's salted caramel. 
latte. So mix the uh, mix judging for Dana. Yes. Yep. Yes. All right. Up next is Josh, our postdoctoral research associate. He will be making a tropical vertical cake. He says he tests his bakes at his local rugby club. It'll it'll be alternating colored sponges around passion fruit curd and coconut buttercream. And we learn when he has a uh, talk with Noel that he takes his bakes like once a month to the changing room. To which Noel <laughs> says, "So basically, twenty or thirty naked men try out his food." <laughs> Thanks for that imagery, Noel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <Facts. laughs> During judging, Paul says that the colors work. It's kind of like a nice, like a peach. It's like white peach and orangey pastel color. It's vibrant and the cake looks amazing. But Paul thinks that he overbaked the sponges. And then Prue says that the flavor is sensational. Mm. So the judging is kind of like sometimes we get a lot of judging and yeah. sometimes we don't. I think it's just because there's so many bakers to go through yep. in the first episode. So yeah. it makes it a little bit tougher to, to determine like who's doing well, who's not. Yeah, that is true. Uh, next we have Keith, who is a chartered accountant. Keith is making a dad's chocolate orange vertical layer cake dedicated to his father, who served in World War II. He says his father was on starvation rations during World War II and after that became really indulgent, especially with chocolate and like during the holiday season, he hoards chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> he is making a chocolate orange ganache with added whipped cream and orange liquor. He's like, I put an extra orange liquor in there because Prue... And uh, Noel's like, oh, you probably should put in more. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he says, like, during his baking, that he tried to raise his prettiness game in the last year. I think he's talking about, like, piping and, like, decoration overall. Mm-hmm. During judging, they say that his cake looks dramatic and the colors are wonderful. After they bite into it, they said the whipped cream and the orange liqueur is delicious. The cream is light against the dense chocolate. And Prue's like, I could happily eat all of it, so... Hey, Keith did his homework, man. Boozy. Yeah, boozy. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely did his homework. And also, like, Keith, uh, he made a chocolate ganache, which will come into play later. Mm. Good practice. Mm-hmm. All right, up next is Maddie, our PE and science teacher. He will be making a tiramisu. It's a coffee cake with coffee mascarpone cream. However, he tells us that the buttercream looks like someone is sick. Yep. <laughs> and he tells the camera person not to zoom in on it. <laughs> and that was just the first time he attempted it. Yep. This is what I was talking about in the beginning. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So since it curdled, he had to restart it. However, the second attempt was also bad. Yeah. He is consoled by Noel when Noel says, it's just a baking competition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about funny. it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So he ends up using the buttercream instead. Or he did not use the buttercream and use the mascarpone instead because yep. both times the buttercream... Did not pan out. This definitely happens in Bake Off all the time. Yeah. Especially with buttercream. Yes. Yes. So during judging, Paul says, that'll wake you up in the morning. Prue says it's certainly strong. You're getting punched. (laughs) (laughs) He is a boxer, right? Yeah. Yes. Paul says that the coffee level is perfect, to which Prue says, it's a muscular cake. It's very nice. (laughs) I think they kept making jokes like that. The cake is like him. Yeah, Noel, Noel said that he made a hefty, muscular, powerful cake. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. And next we have Nikki, uh, who is a... She had a career as an air stewardess, and now she bakes with her granddaughters. Nikki is making a St. Clement's vertical layer cake. He's using orange and lemons 
because her and her sister used to play a skipping game with oranges and lemons. So I imagine like it's like hopscotch, but instead of a rock, they use the orange and lemons. Yeah, it seems like that. Also seems like it'd roll away. Yeah, and also seems like <laughs> you'd probably eat those oranges and lemons after. Or maybe the winner of the game ate the oranges and lemons. Yeah, that's a good prize. Yeah. Eating a lemon. Yum, yum, yum. yum, yum, yum. <laughs> <laughs> and they said they would do this while singing the bells of St. Clements, which is a, a song. Her bag is a blood orange Swiss roll, lemon curd and orange and raspberry syrup. Um, no, also says like cabin crew. Does this mean you're going to present all your bakes on a rectangular tray? And he makes an impersonation of air stewardess, which I thought was pretty funny. Mm. He's like, you're going to serve it to Paul Hollywood. Put your seatbelt in Paul Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> During judging, Paul says it looks a bit like a barrel, and she's like, a barrel. And Paul's like, yeah, it looks like me actually. And Paul's like, I don't think it's terrible. <laughs> he says the layers are good, the flavors are subtle, but it's delicious. However, Paul does say it's not punchy enough. Mm. Not like Maddie. Nikki, well, he didn't say that. Nikki says, <laughs> maybe the flavors will grow on you. And Paul says, yeah, like a fungus, which is kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> well, it took a turn. I know. Yeah. I pretty liked it a lot. So yes. Mixed judging here. Mm -hmm. All right. Up next, we have Rowan, our student. We learned he's studying English. And again, he's this year's youngest baker at yep. 21. It's always the youngest baker. This is the guy. That's <laughs> There is always the youngest. He will be making a chocolate and raspberry vertical cake inspired by a birthday cake he made for his 21st birthday, which was actually a wedding cake. This this little segment had a lot of twists and turns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His vertical wedding cake will be a dark chocolate sponge wrapped around a raspberry Swiss buttercream. And he talks about self-love with Allison. And his cake is very tall. Yeah. It's very... Like when he was kind of putting it on its side, I was like, ooh, that thing is really nice. It was multi-layered. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had like multiple layers on there. Yeah. There wasn't just one roll. He like rolled it and he rolled it into another roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Derek judging, Paul says, it's tall. Prue said that it's a perfect <laughs> example of a vertical cake. Paul says that he likes it. It's delicate, but the flavors are there. Prue says that the buttercream is terrific. Well done. And then Paul says, just be aware of the strength of the flavors that he puts in. Hmm. So possibly a little too punchy. Too punchy. But I like that Rowan's going for it. Yeah. You should definitely be going for it. Yeah. So good start, I would say. All right. Next we have Saku, who is an intelligent analyst who also plays on her son's cricket team. Saku is funny. The internet loves Saku because she says a lot of funny stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. She's great. Yeah. She's making a Shaminda's favorite vertical layer cake. With lemon and blueberry. She says this is her husband's favorite cake. Her bake contains lemon cream cheese icing and blueberry buttercream. Prue, she is concerned that blueberries won't provide enough flavor. I was a little surprised by that. Because, like, we eat blueberries a lot. Yeah. yeah. And, like, bakes and, like, a muffin. Yeah. They always provide a lot of flavor for me. But Prue's, like, she's unimpressed by blueberries. Maybe because it's, like, a subtle flavor in a way. It's not really, yeah, like, I guess a... So. Like a it doesn't punchy, really punch punchy you. lemon. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's kind of like patting you in the back or something yeah. instead of punching you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Saku says she's very nervous, and Paul's like, all right, come here. I'll hug you. And they, they hug it out, which is kind of cute. Yes. And then <laughs> Noah's like, you got a hug. Where can you go from here? And Saku's like, I don't know. Home? <laughs> <laughs> Foreshadow uh, foreshadowing on yeah, that. Yeah. She has some trouble with her rolling later. The kick sticks to like the paper. Which, you know, very common when you're yes. doing a road cake. Yes. And also, like, after the cake is done, they have to lean. 
And she's like, it has a lean. And then they, they show the cake with a lean. And then they cut to commercial with the Bake Off logo on her lean cake, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, they chose this cake to do the cut to commercial. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, during judging, they, no- they notice the lean. They say it's a bit wobbly. However, it has nice colors and the stripes are there. Uh, they like the sharpness of the cream cheese mixed with the blueberry flavor. Prue is actually impressed by the blueberry flavor because she says that's usually not the easiest fruit to make taste good, mm-hmm. but it tastes good this time. So well done by Saku, mm-hmm. except for that that lean. <laughs> All right. And next we have Tasha, our participation officer. She's making a black sesame and yuzu vertical layer cake. We learn a lot here. They actually spend a lot of time with Tasha. Yeah, they do. On this one. She has a little bit of trouble. Yeah, so she's making a Genoese sponge because she always sees Genoese on Bake Off. She did so, her homework, but also a more challenging sponge yes. than a regular cake sponge. Yes, we learned that she lives in London, and before working at a children's charity, she was a ski intru- instructor in Japan. Fun. So she might be ready for Japanese week. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that, that again. No, not again? Yeah, no oh, more okay. Japanese week. Okay, so she'll attempt to her, <laughs> her black sesame and Genoese sponge around a sharp lime and yuzu curd. Noel asks her if she's happy, and she replies, no. <laughs> Everyone has gone for a more robust sponge. Yeah, hers is a little flat looking. Yeah, here's where we get the uh, good impersonation. Of Paul. Of Paul, yeah, that you referred to earlier. Yeah. Also during her bake, one of our sponges sank because she did not use the right rack. Yeah. And then she tells us that they will all they will not all be the same thickness. But and I like this about Tasha. She says she's not going to tell them, <laughs> although it is in front of the camera and everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paul's just hovering around in the background. Yeah, it yeah. made me wonder if these things get reported to the judges or not. I'm sure they do. Hmm. They have ears and eyes everywhere. Yeah, but good on her for not saying anything. No, <laughs> that's good marketing, I think. All right, during judging, Paul starts off with, did you sit on it? (laughs) (laughs) Tasha did admit that there were some problems. Prue said, but you know what? Its flavor might save it. Yeah. She's certainly got the stripes, and she thinks she has too much filling to cake, though. It's very unusual and rather delicious, which is good. Paul says if she had used less of the filling and more of the sponge, that it would have been absolutely brilliant. He thinks it looks terrible, but he loves the flavors and the textures. So I think Tasha used a lot of um, filling because she didn't have the height on her sponge. Mm-hmm. And if she even used less of that, it would have been even flatter. Right. So right. that's why she did that, Paul. Even <laughs> even more sat on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you sit on it twice? Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of the end of the signature bakes. We get some comments from the bakers. Tasha says, it was such a mixed bag, but it was definitely on the side of bad. Amos says, I learned a lot today, which I will bring, I hope to bring week after week, hopefully, dot, dot, dot. Keith says, I'm flabbergasted. I was worried I wouldn't measure up. Dan, who looks pretty happy about it, says, the only way is down, to be fair, because <laughs> he got <laughs> high marks in his uh, signature. Mm-hmm. All right, shall we go into the technical? Let's a show defining technical. All right, up next we have our technical this week set by the big boss man, Paul Hollywood. He says this is the most iconic cake. (laughs) It has to look amazing on the outside and inside. It's got to taste and look good too. Hmm. I didn't realize what they were going to be making at first until I did realize that it is the Great British Bake Off cake. Okay, so let's stop right here for one (laughs) quick question. Yes. 
every intro they show this Great British Bake Off cake. Yes. With the title. Did you know that there was a missing raspberry in it? So I did not specifically know that there was one missing, but I did realize that it wasn't evenly spread out. Like okay. they weren't evenly spread. Did you notice? The bakers made a big deal that there was a missing raspberry. Yeah. That was a big joke. And I was like, what are they talking about? Because <laughs> I never noticed the missing raspberry in the show. Yeah, I didn't really notice it either. And then I went back and looked at the intro, and then there is a missing raspberry, like, not at the bottom, but kind of like on the lower the right, right corner. Yeah, lower yeah. right corner. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, I guess I'm not as, as observant as these bakers are, who all noticed that there was a missing raspberry, because they made a lot of jokes about it. Yeah. It's like a thing. Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. I guess maybe we should pay more. Now I want to watch the intro to see if I can find yeah. other things. Maybe that we were should missing. pay more attention, says the host of Quick Mix right. Podcast <laughs> <laughs> to the show. Maybe we should pay more attention to the show. Huh. Anyway, that yeah, that, that was the, the one thing I wanted to talk about. But yeah, please go on. <laughs> yes. Well, we do find out where the missing raspberry is. Noel has it in a golden <laughs> box. <Yeah. laughs> he says that it's his pension, and he'll be selling it on eBay. Which I did find it, and it's currently going... F- no, I didn't find it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believed you for like a second. Okay. <laughs> All right. The judges will be looking for two layers of moist... Moist. Allison's just, favorite just word. throw back to your intro. <laughs> chocolate sponge covered and filled with a silky smooth chocolate ganache and topped with fresh raspberries. Hmm. The bakers will have two hours to complete this. Paul says that it's actually a chocolate fudge cake but it comes down to the ganache. You've got to cool your ganache down to a point, but not too cold because it will be solid. Yeah. When it comes into contact with the sponge, if it is warm, it's just going to run out. They can use the fridges, but the issue when you use a fridge is yep. <laughs> with the ganache, you can mat the chocolate and they want shiny. Yep. So a lot into play here. Yeah. So I'm going to go over the bottom three bakers. Okay. All right. So... Last place, we have Dana, and she did exactly what the judges said not to do, which is that she put her ganache in the fridge. It got really weird looking. (laughs) It was like a paste looking. Yes. And then she tried to cover it up. They also said like her cake wasn't neat, and those little, um, the cake layers, the sponge wasn't the the best eater. Mm. Tasha got 11th place, second to last place. Mm -hmm. She also put her ganache in the fridge. Same problems. They did not come out right. And then in uh, third to last place, we have Nikki, who, again, the ganache didn't look right, and the cake wasn't uh, as moist as it should have been. All right. I'll just run down really quickly. In ninth was Rowan. Mm -hmm. In eighth was Josh. Maddie got seventh. Sixth was Christy. Fifth was Saku. And fourth was Keith. Yep. And then in third, we had Abby. Yeah. And the judges said that the ganache was nearly there. It was beautifully neat. Uh, it's got a good shine to it, and that's a beautiful cake. That leaved Amos and Dan, and in second was Amos. And during judging, they said that they liked the neatness of it. It was a good amount of ganache, and it's solid. Bruce said it's very clean, and the sides are absolutely straight. It's set. So we'll bookmark that. Amos got second place. Yes. That leaves first place to Dan. They said that they liked it. The sharpness across the top, the ganache, a lot of shine. It's neat at the bottom. It's a good-looking cake, very clean. It's really good chocolate fudge cake. Just yeah. a great looking cake. Well done. So Dan, he was the person I was talking about. Mm-hmm. When everybody was doing their technical, everybody, like, you know, they did the ganache. Either they put it in the fridge or they let it sit out and then they moved on right after that. 
Dan took his time. He's like, I'm going to wait until the ganache is really cooled down before I keep on moving. Mm-hmm. So there are scenes of him just waiting mm-hmm. while everybody else is doing baking stuff. And I was like, Ooh, this is going to pay off because this is a gamble. And it definitely paid off. Dan knows what he's doing. Yes. So good job on Dan. Yes. At the end, we hear from a few of our bakers. Dan says that he's pretty much on cloud nine, to be honest. <laughs> so, so happy he really is. Then he says he doesn't want to compare to having babies <laughs> baking a cake. It's just so random. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they're pretty close, Yeah, but maybe not. Nikki says it's not disastrous that she'll bake better than that. Other Dan uh, says that coming in last <laughs> is not... I keep thinking about what I know you want to talk about. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> now that you brought that up earlier. Coming in last is not the nicest. Ugh, it's silly getting emotional. It's just cake at the end of the day. Is it though? It's just a bake-off competition signal. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then finally you hear from Tasha. She says her signature looked like someone sat on it and coming in 11th into the technical. She's not safe. Mm. So after this point, we kind of get a judges roundtable. You know, they talk about who's in contention for Star Baker. And <laughs> Paul says, uh, the lads, mm-hmm. Keith and Dan, and also Abby. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> So yeah, Keith and Dan are doing well. And he said Abby's doing well. And Christy's also doing well. Yep. And in trouble, um, it's Dana and Tasha who got bottom two spots in the techno. Mm-hmm. And then I think Paul really didn't like Amos' signature because he said Amos is also in trouble, even though he got second in the technical. Yeah. So his yeah. signature must have been really bad for him to still be in trouble after getting a second in the technical. Right. And then uh, we're off to the showstopper. Shall we do it? Let's. All right, for the first showstopper challenge of 2023, the bakers are asked to make an animal cake, and the bakers get four hours. Uh, Paul and Prue say that this is the baker's first chance to show off by making a cake that resembles an animal. Okay? (laughs) (laughs) The main body should be sponge, and there's a danger that if the bakers focus on good looks and trying to make the cake look as realistic as possible, they might forget that they need to make the cake taste amazing. And Paul says, if he were to do an animal cake, he would be a silverback gorilla, which I can definitely see. And that's very on brand for 100%. Paul. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> first up, we have Abby, who is making a Herbert the Herdwick cake. A Herbert is a Herdwick sheep made of ginger sponge, salted caramel buttercream with a rhubarb jam and a hazelnut crunch. This is a cute looking, uh, a cute looking sheep, I must say. It's really nice. Yeah, Abby did a really good job on the looks. Uh, during judging, the judges agree. They said that the, the sheep looks great. It has a real character. After they taste it, they say the rhubarb jam is excellent. As well as the cake, the cake is excellent itself. It is delicious with a little bit of crunch. Overall, she did a real good job. And I feel like when they said she did a real good job, they're not just talking about the showstopper. They're talking about the whole the whole weekend. She did mm. a good job. So yeah. Abby's starting off very strong. Yes. Okay, up next we have Amos, and he is making Orca on a Wave Cake. Yeah. He lets us know straight away that he'll be using a dense sponge. Paul says, <laughs> dense sponge is not very appetizing. And Amos replies that, but with caramel, that changes everything. This is when I was like, oh, Amos. Yeah. I don't think you should have had this conversation with Paul about how delicious dense sponge could be if you just covered it up with caramel. Yeah. Yeah. And when Paul tells you something like that, that's when... You should change. Yes. (laughs) It's kind of a... 
He's yeah. like, you know what? I'm not. I'm no longer making a killer whale. I'm gonna make a, a dog. I'm making like everybody a, else. <laughs> I'm making a silverback gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> with the moistest sponge ever. Yeah. With a lot of punch. That's what he should that's have what, done. That's yeah. <laughs> that was Plan B. That was Plan B. <laughs> so Amos aims to carve his sturdy caramel sponges sandwiched with apple apple buttercream into a killer whale. During baking, though, we find out that his buttercream is too soft. Also, his cake is not holding together. Falling cake? Yeah. And at the very end, he, he says that at the last second, it's a piece of poo. Yeah. Yeah. He also said, like, I'm not going to use, like, dowels. A lot of them did not use dowels. Yeah. I was or like, any support systems. Maybe you should have used dowels, Amos. Because I didn't think it was that bad, though. When I saw yeah. it, I, I didn't think it was that bad. It looked kind of small. That was the only thing. It was small, yeah. especially compared to some other ones, yep. like the Robin. We'll get to that. But <laughs> but I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was yeah. going to be worse, but I thought he put it together well. Yeah. All right. Well, during judging, Paul says, you can see what it is. It's a shame <laughs> everything sort of slips slightly. Bruce said that the cake looks a little doughy as become compressed then when they get into it, Paul says, it's tough as old boots. And on top mm. of that, the weight of everything going around, it's so concerting. Up. It's, it was not good. It's bone dry yeah. as well because it kept it, it was kept in the oven. Prue says it's very stodgy. It's oversweet. And it's not his best day. Pretty, pretty bad outlook for Amos. Yeah. I think it was bad from conception. I think so too, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right, next we have Christy. Christy is making a raspberry ripple duck cake. She said her and her eldest daughter would go to the pond and feed the ducks. Which I'm like, are you supposed to do that? I heard you're not supposed to do that. Feed the ducks? Or like feed them bread. I just assumed that she was feeding them bread, but maybe she actually fed them like duck food. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what ducks eat, actually. Um, algae? I don't know. <laughs> Her, her duck cake contains fresh and frozen raspberries sandwiched in between almond and cherry liquor jam. This thing came out looking very cool. It looked like one of those duck um, statues or something that you would see. Like online. a decoy? Yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of a duck that I saw on like my friend's fireplace mantle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looked like that. Um, during judging, the judges agree. It's beautiful. They love the colors, and it was also on the Isomont Lake that she made that looked very cool. After they bit into it, they said, it's lovely raspberry cake, nice tart raspberry. Didn't spend too much time on her. She's pretty good all around. Yeah. All right, up next we have Dan. He's making a Bruno cake, which is immortalizing his dog. He'll be doing it by decorating rich chocolate sponges layered with ganache and a two-tone chocolate French buttercream. He has a nice brown furry looking dog. Yeah, R.I.P. Bruno. Yeah. Got to pour one out for Bruno. He said he uh, practiced at home and didn't tell his family until they realized that there was a Bruno in the fridge. I'm sure that's not traumatizing for the kids who's right. trying to get over this. Right, right. <laughs> the loss of their dog. They like, find oh. him in the fridge yeah. <laughs> in cake form. <laughs> so, during judging, Bruce says he's totally adorable. Paul says, after cutting right down the center of its head. Paul, like, <laughs> like he, why did you have to do that? It was very dramatic, too. Like, <laughs> They're trying to get over this dog, he him and his family, and Paul just cuts. Literally splits it in half. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, and that was the only one he did that to. But yeah. anyway, I was like, yikes. Paul is definitely not sympathetic to Dan and his family trying to get over this dog. Well, he did say the cake looks great. Yeah, <laughs> The buttercream on the outside goes beautifully with the chocolate. So the whole thing is very Moorish. 
Prue says it's very, very intense. She thinks that she had done he had done Bruno very proud. Yeah. So Dan's I mean Dan did great signature, very technical, great showstopper. Yeah. I like I like Dan. Yeah. All right, next up Dana. <laughs> yeah. She was making a My Amazing Crazy Cake, which is also her dog. Um, she says her dog's favorite flavors are chicken and beef, but she can't really do that with her cake, so she's gonna do banana and peanut butter. <laughs> she's adding cinnamon crumble to her peanut butter buttercream. During judging, Paul asks what happened to the cake because it looks very flat. And Dana, very smart, says, Well, Gracie was quite a flat dog. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I needed to feed her more, which is like yeah. See, that's what you should do yes. when your your cake comes out flat. You should just say that. Yeah. Thing you base it on. It's also funny, right? Yes. Um, when they bite into the cake, they say all they can taste is peanuts. The peanut butter is way too strong and way too dominant. So, uh, yeah, Dana making a mistake here with using too much peanut butter. All right. Up next is Josh. He's making his mom's Highland cow cake, and this one is great. Yep. This one is great. He says he likes precision, weighing everything out. And he's going to do a cake for his mom. This year, she's going to be 60. And she said she likes a Highland cow because it's her favorite animal. They've got fluffy toys and cushion covers. And she's got mugs with it on it. So it'll be made with coffee, date, and walnut sponges. And filled with maple syrup and caramel and cream cheese icing. Mm. And this thing was super cute. Yep. It was really cool. During judging, Prue says it's charming and very lovely. She loves how one of the eyes is completely gone with the fringe covering up. Had a little hair swoop uh, <laughs> coming down the side. <laughs> Paul said the coffee and the date work well, but there's quite a lot of buttercream in it. But overall, I think it was a it was a big hit. That hair swoop made me look like kind of like an emo dog. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah, emo haircut. yeah, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it was. Funny. Yeah. yeah. Our next we have Keith, who's making a Macy cake, which is a small poodle that he is stepfather to. I was like, can you be stepfather to a poodle? Anyway. <laughs> we'll have to get in some family trees. <laughs> yeah, like did Keith marry a puppy that already had pups? Anyway. All right. <laughs> anyway. <Okay. laughs> his cake contains lemon and orange sponges with orange buttercream inside and is decorated with charcoal colored buttercream outside. Um, and then Keith, while he's describing his bake, he's like, yeah, Macy's really old. <laughs> and Prue's like, are you making an excuse already? <laughs> He's like, oh, she's on. Uh, during judging, they do comment on the appearance that it doesn't look quite what was uh, described to them. It looks a little bit rough and ready. We get that for the first time this season. Yes. Rough and ready, which isn't good. Favorite favorite catchphrases. Yeah. After they cut into it, they say it's actually far more elegant on the inside. Um They say that the cake is actually delicious and it's a very straightforward cake and it's full of flavor. So, yeah, keep missing out on the presentation, but doing well on the flavors here. Mm-hmm. All right. Up next, we have Maddie, who will be making Marty the Cocker Spaniel cake. A lot of dogs here. He'll be attempting to recreate his family's Cocker Spaniel, Marty. He'll be using lemon sponges filled with lemon curd and fresh raspberries. However, he's having trouble with his buttercream. <laughs> it's apparently supposed to be a black dog, but it looks awful grayish. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That, that was pretty funny. He's like, I'm just going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. So during judging, Paul says it looks like it's been run over. Prue <laughs> <laughs> says it's really nice that she likes the flavor of the filling. However, she's never seen a spaniel of that color, to which Marty says, me either. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Yeah. 
Fan favorite Maddie. Yeah. Overall, it was pretty good, though. It just maybe it wasn't the right color. Yeah. All right. Uh, next, we have the Nikki and Prude comedy hour, where they just make uh, inappropriate jokes for an hour about beavers. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, Nikki is making a always beaving around cake because she once dressed up as a beaver. See <laughs> what Prude says. I'm actually not sure what a beaver looks like. And then everybody laughs, which is... Who hasn't seen a beaver before? That seems odd. Yeah, <laughs> it seems pretty odd. Maybe they're not native to the area. Yeah. It, uh, Prue is like almost 90 years old. Did you know that? I know she was older than I thought. Yeah, but it's like, you've probably seen a beaver before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to question her. Okay. okay. All right, uh, the beaver contains chocolate and rum sponge with a blackberry jam. Um, after she says, I'm going to name the beaver Norman... No gives her a handshake. <laughs> Which isn't, isn't quite a Paul Hollywood handshake, but you mm. know, no. Get a handshake from No is pretty good too. Yeah. But he just did it based on the name itself. <laughs> During judging, Prue's like, So, Nikki, tell us about your beaver. And then everybody laughs again. <laughs> Paul, who, who can't stop laughing, just keeps laughing. <laughs> they say that the beaver looks cute, however, very heavy on the fondant. They say it's a solid cake. Maybe too solid because it seems overbaked by a lot. And then Paul goes, actually, the textures are very wrong, unfortunately. It's a real shame. So, yeah, um, cake-wise, not very good. Yeah. Comedy-wise, very good. Top tier. <laughs> yeah, top, top tier. tier. <laughs> All right, up next we have Rowan. And he is making a cake that is inspired by his favorite cocktail, Roman's mem- Roman's Memories... Keep calling him Roman. Roman's <laughs> Roman's memories of seaside trips when he was a boy will be recreated with a lobster that he had growing up and a taste of a cosmopolitan. So Rowan is 21. He somehow has a favorite cocktail already. Yeah. When I was Good 21, I did not have a favorite cocktail. I probably hadn't even had a cocktail yet. What anyway. is, when can they start drinking? I think there's 18 over there. No, well, he's had three years. Wait, yeah, that's true. Wait, is that three? 18, 19, <laughs> 20. Yeah, okay. Maths. Okay. <laughs> anyway, uh, he will be making it with, let's see, Valencia orange sponge, sharp lime curd, and cherry coolie. And it was cool. It was even in a lobster cage, which was kind of neat. Yeah. During judging, Prue said it's really impressive. It's really good. Paul says it's almost tutti fruity, where he's got several <laughs> flavors all in one and you can't identify any. Hmm. Who says she also struggled with that, but it was delicious? Paul said it was nice. Hmm. So I think it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Rowan doing well. Hmm. And next we have Saku, who is making a Takiri the turtle cake. We learned that Takiri means little in Sri Lankan, and it's also her husband and son's middle name, which is cute. Mm-hmm. She says, however, they are big people now. <laughs> <laughs> her cake contains orange and poppy seed sponges with orange buttercream. This thing looks pretty cool. Um, it looked like an actual turtle. It did. Yeah, I think like it might have looked most like the animal that was supposed to be out of anyone in the tent. Yeah. The judges agree, and they said that her turtle was astonishing to look at. So beautiful, so accurate. However, when they bite into the cake itself, they said that the cake is dodgy, and it's dramatically overbaked. Mm-hmm. And then Paul sets the storyline for Saku, and he says, style over substance. Mm. So we'll see if Saku can overcome style over substance in the next couple of weeks. I feel like she can. I think she can too. Yeah. She also funny. 
Saku very funny. Yeah. 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 He's like dancing and stuff. <laughs> She's great. Yep. All right. Up next is Tasha. She's making a Robin cake. Her six sponge giant Robin will have dark chocolate and ginger filling featuring another of her unusual ingredients. Actual Robin meat. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Tahini, which is made from sesame seeds. Prue says that she's never had tahini or Robin meat in a cake before. <laughs> All right. Mm, Tasha okay. going for it, man. Yeah. Tasha be going for it. Yeah, I like it. All right. When she brought this out, it's like the size of a turkey, like an actual <laughs> yeah. turkey. It's <laughs> <Yeah. That's> huge. <laughs> right? Okay. Huge. It's really big. It's really big. During judging, Paul says, that's incredible. Prue says, it's sensational. The pipework, the color, the stance, you know instantly what it was. Prue says, this Robin has personality. She thinks that tahini as a savory flavor and this is a cake but it's not too savory and it's not too sweet mm-hmm. it's very delicious yep then paul says he doesn't like it tasha he loves it <laughs> which <laughs> which is something that you do to me which i try to do to you once you a season me, yeah. and so last season i did it to you on the very last episode yeah so this season i was like i'm gonna get you on the first episode but then paul got paul us on it. To the he punch. did so i was like i can't do it if paul right when did. he did that i was like you can't do this to me <laughs> i know <laughs> already did it i know i was like oh. but that was a good one that's funny yeah because you can kind of see i mean it could be editing but you can kind of see on tasha's face a little bit of apprehension yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, who says, God, what a relief. She thought she was going to have to have her big first battle with Paul Hollywood because she would have had gone to the wall to defend her if he had meant it. <laughs> Paul said he loved to play the tahini. Actually, the tahini with the chocolate, she's got a nice balance between the two. And it's such a big cake. There's a lot of work in that. And that he thinks she's done a fantastic job. Tasha definitely saved herself. Yeah. She was definitely in trouble. And she's definitely no longer in trouble. So, great job, Tasha. That was amazing. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next, we get a judges roundtable. Oh, actually, we get some comments from the bakers first. Tasha says, wow, that was so much better than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> Amos looks pretty sad, and he says, it was a complete disaster. Yeah. Dana says, I'm praying to all the gods out there, fingers and toes, because she didn't do well either. And Nikki says, I would be over the moon if I'm back next week, but it would also be a shock. So sad times for Nikki, Dana, and Amos. Uh, we get a judges roundtable. They say in line for Star Baker, Dan, Christy, and Abby have done well. Um, in trouble for going home, they say Amos, his orca was so dense. And Dana, she used too much peanut butter and it overwhelmed everything. And Nikki, her cake looked amazing but was bone dry. And Allison's, yeah, I don't really like dry beaver. Ha ha ha. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy hour. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely know that um, Amos, Dana, and Nikki are in trouble. So. We're going to go into judging. Okay. Okay. So they, it's up to Allison to announce Star Baker. And she says, the first Star Baker is D to the A to the N. To the... Nope. Oh. Just D to the A to the N. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Allison, we have a baker named Dan in the tent. Who's done very well and he was the obvious Star Baker. Yes. But we also had Dana. Right. So we <laughs> Like, she could have gone D to the A to the N to the A. Could have. But she didn't. She yeah. stopped it. I was like, is that the best way to do this? When there's two people with the same first letter? Anyway. <laughs> it did make it more suspenseful, I guess, but also, for like, the viewer. Dana was in trouble, so we knew she wasn't yeah. going to get Starbaker. Yeah. But it would be very cruel, I was thinking, if like another episode where Dana is in trouble, 
And she's like, unfortunately, going home is <laughs> D to the A to the N A. <laughs> <clears throat> Which, yeah, I don't think that would happen, but I was just thinking about that. D to the A to the N. Anyway. <laughs> and then sadly, they say someone has now. to go home. And who did you think was going home? I didn't know exactly. It was it was tough. Like Amos did not have a good first and third round, but he placed second in the technical. So, okay. So one of the right? things that people talk about big off all the time is that sometimes it doesn't seem like the technical matters. Uh, and I was like, this episode might play into that a little bit. They I, all did relatively well though, in a way. You know what I mean? Like they all yeah. were if you were to grade on a curve, they were all clumped together. Yeah. I think that's why maybe it doesn't hold as much value. I thought it was going to be Amos or Nikki because yeah. they spent more time on them this episode. Right. Nikki they didn't was... spend that much time on Nick, um, Dana. <laughs> okay. We just talked about her. <laughs> yeah. They didn't spend that much time on Dana's cake. But during judging, they spent a lot of time on Nikki and Amos. So I was like, definitely yeah. one of them has to go Nikki home. was the other one. That... Yeah. So I was like, it could have been Nikki or it could have been Amos. And they announced it. And sadly, Amos has to go home, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. Which is very sad, but also it does lend credibility to the criticisms that the technical doesn't matter. Because he got second in the technical right. amongst 12 bakers. Right. So either the technical doesn't matter or he did really terribly on the signature and the showstopper, which, you know, that could have been true too. He did do kind of terrible on those two bakes. I could see both coming into play. Yeah. Yeah, maybe both. <laughs> um, Emo says, it's all right. It was obviously the showstopper that stopped my show. As soon as I heard my name, I came out of my body, which is very sad. Mm -hmm. It's been amazing being in the group, walking in that tent. It's something that I will never forget. Um, then we hear from Dan. Dan says, it's surreal. Dog did us proud and won us our baker. So that's a nice <laughs> tribute to this dog. Yeah. And that's kind of the end of the show. The end of this. His, or this, end, this very good. It was really good. First episode of the yeah. season. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Kind of, yeah, sad to see Amos go so early. It's always sad to see the first baker go because we don't really get to spend much time with them. Yes. All right. Shall we get into our segments? Let's. What are they again? <laughs> Usually our favorite bake funniest moments. Our favorite bake first? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, okay, my favorite bake would probably be Saku's turtle cake. Yeah. I mean, it is overbaked, but like the way it looks... I, think it looks so cool. I'm going with Tasha's Robin. Yeah, that was me. the other one I was thinking about. Yeah. That thing was huge. It was. <laughs> it, was. <laughs> it was the size of like five of uh, Amos's cakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was, yeah. 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 All right, funniest moment. I mean, there's the obvious one. Which one's the obvious one? The the, all the beavers, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Nikki and Prue comedy hour. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, this wasn't funny, but one of my favorite moments was when Tasha gave Paul a sign name and it was Polly like a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> that was one of the was my favorite good. moments, I guess. Okay. Yeah. I might have to go with Noel when uh, Maddie is struggling and he's like, don't worry, bro. It's just a baking competition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then he goes, if it goes wrong, we'll just keep Paul's car. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. And I was like, that line was definitely improvised by Noel, and it's just funny. Yeah. Noel would be good at those improvising. Yeah. And in second place is uh, Saku, where Noel asks her where she can go from here, and she says home. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, pretty funny. Not this week, though. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, fantasy update. 
All right. So team. Wait, you know, we don't have to do this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to know, okay, check out our Instagram. No, we should do it. Okay. Right. Just really quick. Team Q, 34 points. Respectable. So Amos <laughs> no longer can get points for my team. Yeah. But he actually got 11. He was your leading point getter. This, That's so weird. This episode. <laughs> I know. Doesn't that make that strange? Yeah. yeah. So he'll be stuck at 11 for the rest of the season. Yeah. He was your leading point getter. So weird. <laughs> yeah. So Team Q, 34. Oh, my gosh. That's such a big difference. Team M, 54. So Oof. last season, though, after the first week, you had an eight-point lead. Yeah. So you have a higher lead this season. True. So you're saying you're doing better. At this point, <laughs> I am. I am. But okay. last season, you were in the lead almost the entire season until the very end. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I do remember this. I I did escape the. I was very worried about Amos. If you remember from the yeah, previous cause, cause episode, that was like the deciding factor. Yeah. Last year, you Although gifted me Shabira. Although we did both pick him last, or he was like the last one of the last two picks. Yeah. So we did get that he was going to go home early, and you said that he had a very short bio. That's why. Yeah, and I think we actually that there's actually credibility to that working out. Yeah. So for next season, when they have a short bow, we'll kind of know. Yeah, when it just says he bakes things, we know. <laughs> we yeah. he bakes things. We think. We think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. All right. All, All right. right. Prediction time. Yes. So St- Star Baker for next week. Okay. And, and who we goes home? We can't choose Dan. Cannot choose Dan. Cannot choose Amos. I'm gonna go Abby. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. I think she's gonna forge something good. Well, you know, you're picking someone from my team, so I'm good with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wait. Next week is biscuit week. Yep. Right. I think she's gonna forge some like cool ingredients to put in her biscuits. Yeah, that would be good. Okay, I'm gonna do you a solid, and I'm gonna go with Saku. Oh yeah, Saku would be good. Yeah. All right, who's going home next week? Oh, I don't know. It's so hard because it's only been one episode. I'm going to pick Dana. Oh, she's on my team. That's who. I was going to go D to the A to the N to the yeah. A. <laughs> okay. I'm going to do that. I'm going to pick her because people don't like us making Dan and Dana jokes. Oh, so they're, they're just hoping that... <laughs> So Big Off is going to send her home stop. so that we don't make any more jokes between Dan and Dana. Yeah. Okay. I will, just because, yeah, first week is tough, but they're the lowest point getter other than Dana. I'm going to go with Nikki. Mm, yeah, she was also in trouble this week. At least on your team. Yeah. And next week she'll only have beaver jokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, biscuit jokes. Yeah. All right, that's it. We did the first episode. We did it. We made it. We did it. We made it. All right, guys, uh, thank you for listening. If you want to follow us on Instagram, we're at Quick Mix Podcast. If you have any reviews or if you have anything you want to say to us or any comments, let us know. We're very receptive to feedback. Thank you, guys, and bye. See you next week. Bye.